You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about three ways to stop sugar cravings in their track. So if you're listening, you might be experiencing a a sense of a powerless when it comes to your eating. You know, it might be emotional eating. It might be, um, you know, you wind up at the end of the day and you're extremely ravenous and you find yourself sitting on the couch eating a bunch of ice cream or a bunch of chips mindlessly while watching TV and just kind of zoning out. Maybe you find that sugar is a real issue. You know, maybe you don't have that many cravings, but there's just one particular item that really seems to send you spiraling out of control. You know, it might be the the cookies. um, It might be the chips. It might be pizza, you know. And, you know, whether it's not being able to stop once you start, nighttime cravings, emotional eating, out of control binge eating, I'm going to share with you three ways to stop sugar cravings in their tracks so that you can feel a sense of power over your eating, over your food choices, and also feel a sense of ease with it. Meaning you don't feel like you're white knuckling it. It's not like this internal battle, this internal struggle, you know, shifting away from constant food thoughts or constant worries about your body or about your weight and really being able to live in peace. So what you're going to learn today is, like I said, three ways to stop sugar cravings in their tracks, but you'll also discover the common traps people fall into in their attempts to control their cravings and also what to do about it so that cravings have zero power over you. So let's go ahead and dive into this. So let's start off by talking about the common pitfalls when it comes to, you know, trying to break away from cravings. What are the common pitfalls that I see people falling into that kind of keep them stuck in the cycle? And the first one is trying to use substitutions and distractions as a primary method of controlling your craving. And what happens when um when we do this is you know often these substitutions and distractions while they're not inherently wrong right while they can be useful in a certain context using them as the primary method often what i see is that it leads to this feeling of you know incredible resistance And what that looks like is, for example, you know, using a sugar-free version of something instead of the actual thing, like sugar-free chocolate or, you know, eating sugar-free jello instead of ice cream, you know, and it really doesn't feel very satisfying. You know, you know, it's not the real thing. You can't really fool yourself into thinking that it's a real thing. And it just kind of leaves you feeling unsatisfied. And it increases that feeling of obsession over the chocolate that you didn't eat or the ice cream that you didn't eat. So it starts to create this mental loop, this mental um, obsession or this mental preoccupation with certain foods such as chocolate or ice cream. 
Well, let's go to the flip side of that. A lot of people try to solve that by saying, okay, well, I'm just going to eat the thing. But then if you find yourself that once you start eating that thing, you can't stop, then it puts you in the opposite side of that coin. It puts you in that same, it puts you in a predicament because now you're just, you're still in the problem. You're just, now you're concerned about, okay, well, but you know, I want to get down to a healthy weight. And if I keep eating like this, I'm never going to get there. And so it just, leaves you still in the problem. But now, you know, maybe you're not thinking about the ice cream anymore, but now you're thinking about your weight. And, you know, if you've experienced this, you're not alone with that. That is something that I used to deal with, you know, for decades. <laughs> so and so did my students. And there is a way to to stop this cycle from happening. So the second one that I see, the second pitfall, common trap that people fall into is trying to to ignore the cravings altogether. And I probably don't have to tell you where this typically leads, like trying to ignore the craving what ends up happening is the craving starts to build. The pressure within you starts to build. You might feel like your head is going to explode. You might feel this sense of just building, mounting anxiety. And what can happen is, you know, finally it comes to a head and it explodes and it's like a snap that happens. So, you know, where this can come in is when you're going throughout the day, and you are choosing healthy options. You're, you know, you're having that that salad for lunch. You are choosing vegetables throughout the day or lean protein. And you are, you know, you're saying no to the donuts that you saw in the break room. And then you get to the end of the day and then you feel that snap where all of a sudden it feels like your mind just switches over and you just you just have this moment of almost resignation where you know that you're going to give in to the cravings that you're that you've been um, kind of ignoring throughout the day, you know, and finally you're going to give in to them, and then it becomes much more than a serving or, or you know, an amount that you would have felt satisfied with eating and then feeling okay about it. You eat beyond that level. It might turn into a binge for some people. It might be simply, you know, eating overeating for others, but. It feels like there's a sense of you lose control in that moment and then you feel guilty afterwards. Those are the kinds of things that I've seen happen. And again, you know, I saw this with my own eating, but I've also seen it with my students who have worked with me, who have, you know, learned the tools to break free from this. So that's the second trap is trying to ignore the cravings. The third one, and this is a big one, is making the cravings mean something about your character, about who you are as a person. And this one, it really hits my heart whenever I share this because, you know, I think this one is probably the biggest one that keeps people stuck. And it ties in a little bit with the guilt. And it could also feel like shame for some people. And what this looks like is, you know, you're beating yourself up. You're asking yourself, like, why can't I stop this? Why don't I have the willpower or the discipline? Why am I so weak? You know, why can't I do what's best for me? Why don't I take care, better care of myself? And, you know, when we beat ourselves up or when we make it about ourselves, it truly perpetuates the problem. Um, it perpetuates our 
feelings of powerless. It increases that powerlessness. It increases that feeling. And it actually creates a deeper attachment to the behavior itself, which is so counterintuitive. You know, we don't really think of it that way, but that's really what's happening. Um, so those are the, the common pitfalls the, that I see. Some of the big ones is trying to use substitutions and distractions as your primary means of stopping giving in to your cravings. Trying to ignore the cravings would be the second one. And then number three, making the cravings mean something about your character. So now let's talk about what happens when you truly transcend these pitfalls, when you can avoid them. It's kind of like, you know, if you see if there's a, ro- of the, a hole in the road. How do we like just walk around that hole and not fall in? And what happens on the other side of that? So the first thing is you have power over your cravings now. You know, when we stop, when we start stepping around these pitfalls, these traps through what I'm going to share with you um, in a later point, we start to actually feel a sense of being larger than these cravings. You know, they kind of feel like, um, trying to think of an analogy here, a pebble in your shoe. You know, they just don't have the same power over you. Now you have dominion and power over them instead. Um, The second thing is you start to feel a sense of control. You know, you don't feel like they're running you. So it kind of relates to the power. But, you know, if a if a pebble's in your shoe, you know, you can just take the pebble out. You, you know, you don't feel like a slave to the pebble. Right. So the third thing is you stop being fearful of the craving. So I feel like I found a great metaphor um, with this pebble in your shoe that just came to me. But, you know, you're not afraid of the pebble that's in your shoe because you know, oh, I can just take this pebble out. So you can kind of see how these are starting to compound or they start to fall um, like dominoes from this sense of power that you have. And, you know, lastly, and this is huge, and this is a byproduct of that sense of power is you can choose. You can choose to indulge when you want to. Or you can say no, but saying no comes from this place of true ease because you're aligned with your overall desires for your health. So it's not this internal struggle. It's a powerful choice in that moment. You can moderate your eating. You could have a little and stop, you know, and you feel genuinely satisfied from having just one or two bites and then stopping. Not to say that you can't sometimes have a whole cupcake and feel completely fine with that too. It's all a matter of that alignment that I alluded to, being aligned with your overall um, goals and values, which is what I call um, aligned eating choices in pillar two of the food trigger immunity framework. So now, so What can you do? How do you actually use, you know, of the circumventing these pitfalls in order to stop cravings in their in their tracks? So I'm going to share with you three ways. The first one is you stop resisting the cravings and you start to actually allow the cravings. Now, this is the pillar of all the other work that I do with my students. As long as you're trying to resist the cravings, you're going to be living with the cravings. What we resist persists. You may have heard that expression before, and it is true. <laughs> Everything that I have found in in life when I have found resistance, the moment that I just say, you know what? This 
actually belong and I allow it to be there, there is an immediate softening of that resistance, whatever it is. So cravings, you can also think of that as resistance itself. Um, so when you shift from thinking of cravings or trying to like prevent or stop cravings to actually allowing them, ironically, And paradoxically, it actually starts to stop the craving. It actually starts to remove, to dissolve that craving. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to shift your focus from trying to control the craving to actually trying to actually controlling the mechanism that creates the craving. So this kind of goes back. I think I can still stay with that same metaphor about the pebble in your shoe, where you know, you don't blame the pebble for being there, right? You actually go and you take the pebble out of your shoe. Well, to extend that analogy a little bit more, maybe you wear socks next time or, you know, you stop walking through the pebbles that where the where the pebble ended up in your shoe in the first place, you actually get off of the pebble road and go to the grass, you know? So it's, it's a matter of going to a higher level instead of just um, staying in this narrow, contracted focus of trying to control the craving. When you get bigger than the craving by going straight to the mechanism that creates the craving itself, which is the brain, all right? And we're going to talk about that in the third point. When you shift your focus from that, it allows you to realize that cravings don't truly have the power. You're the one with the power. So this is another perspective shift. But now we're going to get to a more practical step, which is number three, retrain your brain to neutralize the cravings. All right. So again, this is going to a higher level. You're going to the source. You know, um, another analogy is kind of like if your brakes are going out in your car, you don't try to use your foot differently to cause a different response in your brakes. You go and you get the brakes repaired. So what's happening is Without going into all of the science and all the detail um, and getting bogged down with that, when what's happening with cravings is our brain, a particular aspect of our reward-based learning system is being hijacked in order to get us to keep craving a particular behavior or a particular experience. But the thing that's happening is just like, you know, a drug addict stops or let me say this a different way. When a drug addict starts, you know, using a particular substance, they start to need more and more and more and more of it to get the same original high. And that's how they become an addict. So this reward based learning system, this mechanism is literally hijacked and it starts to feel like this insatiable need to keep doing the behavior and you find yourself that you're seeking that same satisfaction, but the satisfaction never comes. And when you retrain your brain to neutralize cravings, like I said, you're going to the source. You're beginning to make those same cravings, that same reward-based learning system that has been hijacked, you start to turn it around 
and actually make it start working for you instead of against you. You know, if you are experiencing a sense of powerlessness when it comes to your eating, whether it's not being able to eat, to stop eating once you start, you know, you're having that feeling of you want to eat one or two cookies, but then you find yourself eating an entire slave of Oreos, just feeling a sense of feeling out of control when it comes to your eating in any way. If this is you, you'll want to register for my free three-part series where you'll discover my three-part framework to stop binge and emotional eating and lose weight sustainably. This is a no charge training where I'll show you exactly how my students go from binge eating nightly to no longer binge eating and seeing their weight come off without even trying and without depriving themselves of foods they enjoy or feeling like it's a constant battle. If you'd like to register for that training and save your seat, go to rashandiates.com slash eat with balance to sign up. That's rashandiates.com slash eat with balance to sign up and save your spot. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you on another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.